When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back. Spark Pride Podcast. Fans First Sports Network. Jonathan Shop here with you today. We're going to take a look around if you will. Let's take a look around Michigan State football. Take a look around the Big Ten. And take a look around the wild and wacky world of college football as the expansion game of musical chairs, as you know, doesn't look over anytime soon. In fact, maybe there's more to come as we've talked about on this here podcast. So we'll take a look at a couple different things and we might as well just start with Mel Tucker at Michigan State football. Tucker at a press conference on August 14th got a little thrown off by a question or two. I'm going to give you my thoughts on that. My thoughts on where Michigan State football is at this point in camp and what concerns I guess are now out there, whether they're a smokescreen or the real thing that Mel Tucker just brought up. We're going to take a little walk around the sport as the inevitable chaos for the college football playoff is erupted again with the conference realignment, and we'll see what Florida State does in the coming days and what everyone else does as there's still some moves to be made. And we'll take a look around the Big Ten as some of those just lovely preseason rankings have come out and have a bunch of Big Ten teams in the top ten and a whole bunch that Michigan State will see. We're going to do that on this edition of the Spartan Pride Podcast. You are on the Fans First Sports Network. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So Mel Tucker is asked about the quarterback competition and he talks about adversity in the camp and how guys, you know, have to rebound from it and they're looking at that and basically says something like, you know, we you can't have your head down in the middle of a game for 10 minutes while the game's going on. Uh, he's asked a question after that, and it kind of seemed to, to, to spark a reaction. I'm not sure if he misunderstood or if the guy asking the question didn't, didn't quite get it right. But what came out of it was um, a couple of things. Basically, when asked what is a concern right now, Tucker said the run game for Michigan State. Um, That's not good to hear at this point of camp for a program that's going to have a new quarterback that has basically no game experience. Whether it's Caden Hauser or Noah Kim, or even if it's Sam Levitt somehow, you're going to see a quarterback, probably two or three, that don't have a lot of experience. So what you don't want to hear from your head coach of any program is that the running game is a bit of a concern right now. Now, one interesting thing Tucker said, which is very important, and if you remember the high level of success that so many redshirt players had under Mark D'Antonio, one of the things that Michigan State football was doing very well during the best D'Antonio years was blocking beyond the offensive line whether it was wide receivers or tight ends, specifically called out by Tucker um, yesterday. These are things to keep an eye out for. Sometimes fans see those lovely uh, high school recruiting rankings, and then they look at the roster and they wonder why this four star or this five star isn't playing or why this no star is all of a sudden in the lineup. A lot of times it has to come down to understanding the scheme and accepting and perfecting responsibilities. If you have a wide receiver, that's great. He's not gonna catch the ball on every play. If he's not participating or excelling blocking, he may not see the field very much. And the same goes for the tight ends. I don't take what Tucker said lightly. I'm not sure if it's a smoke screen. I certainly would doubt that it is. But he said, hey, our running game success is not all about the offensive line and the blame isn't going to be on them if it doesn't go well um we've got guys that have to learn to run and hit holes and and um really develop as running backs and we've got people that need to block at the tight end position and the wide receiver position 
my take on that is this is not what you want to hear from any program that you're a fan of. I don't take it at this time to be greatly concerned, but if we are looking at a Michigan State football team that's struggling to run the ball, you got some real big problems. You got some real big problems on tap. And and honestly, the position coaches at Michigan State are in contract years, as Mel Tucker has said before. Other than the coordinators, they're all in contract years, and they need to produce. Um, the players need to produce too. This is not what you want to hear, although nothing I would be too concerned about until you see how Michigan State runs the ball the first three, four weeks of the season. As we've talked about already, and we'll talk about a lot during the season, you're going to know a whole lot about Michigan State football in 2023 at the end of the night, before your bedtime, of the Washington game. That's when we're going to find out. We'll have a good idea of what is what, who is what, who is going to play, who's going to run the ball. I'll tell you a name that we have not talked much about. You can call local bias if you want, but... Jordan Simmons is a five-star talent. He's a four- or five-star. If he had been recruited by another school, he would have thrown a fifth star on him. Or if he had signed with another school. Uh, Jordan Simmons has been at Michigan State for a while. I know he's been frustrated by not having a clear role and not sure at times if if it was uh, they want him to bulk up or, or slim down or be a fastback, be a blocking back, etc. Jordan Simmons has a lot of experience He's got a lot of talent, and athletically, he's got tremendous bloodlines, if you know anything about uh, his brother that plays in the NFL as well. So don't be surprised if you see Jordan Simmons. What Mel Tucker said yesterday was basically that the running back job is open and that we need somebody that's accountable, and everybody's got to participate. It's not just the offensive line. An interesting thing to hear from Mel Tucker a little bit around midway through camp here as we're not too far away from game week for all intents and purposes you look at a calendar you pull it up you walk backward from the second of september you see that essentially michigan state's game week starts on probably saturday the 26th that's not that far away mel tucker had another concern might have caught you bit by surprise, but it's a really important fundamental to any good defense. We talk about that next on the Spartan Pride Podcast. Mel Tucker's run game concerns were not just limited to the offensive side of the ball, which is a concern. You do not want to hear your coach say, we've got to stop the run better also. Let's walk things back as much as the game has changed, and I do think there's a real argument that it has changed. The fundamental key to developing a good defense remains the ability to stop the run. At the end of the day in the Big Ten East, you're gonna see separation in the standings from top to bottom, and yep, somebody's gonna win it, some other people are gonna compete for it, and other people are gonna get their tail kicked and never have a chance to win the East this year. Those things are all gonna happen, and you can take a real good look and who could stop the run and who could run the ball to to really separate that out. You're not going to have success in the Big Ten East unless you can stop the run. That's regardless of whether the offense you're facing is going to be pass first or not. It all starts with stopping the run. 
So this is a bit of a concern to hear. What Tucker was stressing was that he wanted to see people basically stop the run up front before it even got to the second level, let alone the back end. Now, during Mark D'Antonio's heyday, as you know, the corners were on an island and there was a safety up, sometimes more than one, looking to stop and effectively stopping the run. There was also tremendous linebacker play. There's college football Hall of Famer to be Greg Jones, Max Bulla, others that did a great job as well. Juan Jones, Darian Harris, etc. Who's going to be this year? I don't think that's settled. We know Tucker is excited about the size and athleticism on his defensive line. I hope that he's got a space eater to go along with Simeon Barrow. Barrow is a potential NFL talent. If he has a good year this year, he could be a relatively high draft pick, folks. He's that good. He is that good. But he's got to stay healthy, and he can't do it alone. It'll be very interesting to see what Michigan State football can do to stop the run because their head coach in the middle of August has just said, this is something we have to get better at. If, you know, I don't know how much players follow or hear what the the press conferences are. I don't know that it matters, but uh, if any of the players hear that who think they're a number one or a number two right now, that they might want to rethink of that. It looks like Michigan State sounds like they are going to be redoubling their efforts to find the best lineup to stop the run as soon as possible because it is so critical to competing in the Big Ten East. I'll tell you how critical it is. Just look at the very first interview Mel Tucker did after being named Michigan State head coach with Hondo Carpenter Spartan Nation, something he and I worked on. We absolutely made sure to ask him about how important it was to physically compete up front to have any shot to win the East. That's on both sides of the ball. In this, what we're talking about now, I think there's a little bit of concern from Tucker that they're not going to be able to stop the run as well as they need to the way things stand right now. Let's see how he feels after week one. But to hear those two concerns from Mel Tucker uh, on a portion of his press conference it got a little bit a little bit off track I don't he either didn't hear something he liked or, or he uh, heard it the wrong way um, but it sent him off into a little bit of a lane there where he points out that we've got to do better running the ball and stopping the run now you can't go wrong emphasizing both of those I get that you could have Jerry Kill on your you know uh Run game coordinator, you could have a Mark D'Antonio on defense stopping the run, and they would still say you need to get better at those two things. But I would be keeping an eye on that if you're looking for what to follow really through the Washington game. Just look at the line of scrimmage and look at really the, the key to improving a defense. How well can you stop the run? Not all press conferences give you much. Some of them give you a lot, especially if you know what you're listening for. And that's something I look forward to talking with you about as we get into the season here on the Spartan Pride Podcast. That's a quick look around Michigan State football's camp. We're going to look around the sport and around the Big Ten next on the Spartan Pride Podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as um, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Coming out of the news of Washington and Oregon coming to the Big Ten, right now Stanford and Cal status up in the air, although as you have heard on this show, or you probably figured out on your own, they ought to be rounding out the Big Ten West. Other moves to be made with expansion. The composition of the expanded playoff, the revenue sharing, and all those things seem to be up for grabs. Well, what a surprise there, huh? And it's always a, even a bigger surprise, of course, to hear from Greg Sankey, who very legitimately may be the number one person responsible for the chaos and expansion as it sits here today. If you're the number one candidate for causing a lot of the chaos, uh, Sankey would be probably the best candidate running in that race. I think it's wise for us to step back and reconsider what the format might look like considering these changes, Sankey said. Hmm. Considering these changes, yeah, I wasn't really sold that this new college football playoff was going to go anywhere or be serious to even waste your time about because I kind of knew more expansion and realignment was coming. And I don't think it's done yet either. Trev Alberts just quoted Nebraska Athletic Director and also one of the best college football postgame analyzers really in the history of it uh, boy ESPN screwed that one up letting him go didn't they they really had a good thing going college football final way back in the day really before HDTV with Mark May Trevor Alberts just tremendous Alberts is now obviously played at Nebraska for the young folks that don't know he's the athletic director there really excited to see what he does at Lincoln because he's got such an interesting perspective as an athletic director. Um, he says, I don't think that expansion is necessarily done, although I don't, I, he didn't say anything to indicate the Big Ten was actively looking to add anybody. Well, nobody's actively looking to add anybody until they are, right? <laughs> oh, the idea that a 12... Well, why don't we uh, set up the playoff differently? Let's just pick the 12 best teams. Eh. I don't know. You know, the playoff gets really more interesting when you find out what happens to ESPN also. What happens if ESPN is spun off on its own and it's broadcast as a network, it's streaming, and all of a sudden they don't have any money or anywhere near as much money to pay to broadcast the college football playoff and they say, hey, I think we need to look at uh, renegotiating this deal. What happens then, folks? What happens then? I wouldn't bank. I wouldn't buy any tickets to the new college football playoff. I'd sit and wait and see what happens. But as you know, we've talked about the idea of the Big Ten becoming a league. If it becomes a league with four divisions, you've got a semifinal, you've got a Big Ten championship, and that would obviously make sense to have an automatic bid. Some combination of automatic bids, elimination games, and at-large bids would be best, but you're listening to a guy that thought without question a six-team playoff was the best fit. The five conference champions, each having played a championship game, which 
essentially is a first round of a playoff, and then one at-large selection. And it would have to be a team that did not play in a conference championship game. So you can't say, oh, they lost by two in the, the, the conference game, and here they go. No. has to be somebody that had no chance to play for a conference game. You could call that the Notre Dame exception if you want, although it wouldn't always be Notre Dame, obviously. In any case, what we ought to be doing there is putting some teeth back into these conference championship games that were originally supposed to have teeth when they invented that four-team playoff that is eh, not really worked very well, has it? So when you hear about the 12-team playoff maybe being reset or redone or reevaluated, uh, keep in mind that I would, until you see it uh, really in ink and really picked, I, I don't know that that's going to be the final number. There's a couple things at play here that are outside the scope of Greg Sankey or Trev Alberts. They're outside the scope of the NCAA. There is a business partnership to keep an eye on as we get into the fall and get into 2024 and find out what Disney does with ESPN. College football playoff, the future of it is a little bit up in the air. It's not just the conference expansions, folks. It's also what happens with the broadcasters that are going to air the games. This is a Spartan Pride podcast. We'll come back and wrap it up. Do you remember the old days when gambling was not part of college sports or on everything you see on ESPN and everywhere else? When they would say for entertainment purposes, you know, these lines are for entertainment purposes, the, the game lines where somebody's getting points or giving them. That disclaimer goes with your preseason polls, okay? Uh, the preseason polls have come out this week. They're for entertainment purposes only, folks. I, I wouldn't take them very seriously. I, I really wouldn't, especially when you go beyond the, you know, maybe the, maybe a handful at most. And we all kind of know the programs are at the top of the sport filled with players and sometimes with schedules that are very easy. So... I would uh, consider those polls for entertainment purposes only. You will see that Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and Washington are inside the top 10, at least to start the season. So Michigan State, on paper, has a really tough schedule if they were playing this week. Let's see what those teams are doing when they actually face up against them. And let's see where the Spartans are at, too. You know, um... We just wrapped up, or just wrapping up, Chase It Again, a look back at the 2013 Spartans. And we got to remind you folks that Michigan State wasn't ranked until November. Very end of October or November, not even ranked at all. End up finished ranked third. So I would really consider these preseason polls lightly. I don't have a vote in the AP poll. My vote is more valuable than a lot of the people that are voting in the AP poll, to be honest. Um, although not as much at a preseason level as it would be during the season, based on the amount of games and teams that I see and others who work for the AP or you know have an AP vote actually do not see. I can tell you that from personal experience. So I wouldn't put a whole lot in there. I wouldn't put a whole lot into the coaches' poll either, considering that they're arguably out for their own interest, their best interest. Well, if we rank our opponents high, we're going to end up staying higher in the polls longer. We can survive a loss or a second loss. I wouldn't waste your time with all that. But they're for entertainment purposes only. And for right now, Michigan State's got a really, really tough schedule. And I do think we can expect not a whole lot of movement in those rankings if 
through the first couple of weeks, at least until Michigan State faces Washington, unless there is a massive upset inside of that top 10. I would not expect that to be the case, but just taking a look at those preseason polls is more than enough. You need not spend more than 35 seconds on them and just maybe consider them for entertainment purposes only. But they're out there. We're inching our way towards the 2023 season. It's a look around Michigan State football and a look around college football in the Big Ten. On another edition of the Spartan Pride Podcast, I will talk to you soon. This is the Fans First Sports Network.